0: diabetes is it your fault welcome back this is episode number 150 what really 150 oh my god 150 of the healthy diabetic podcast um wow that's awesome thank you so much to everyone for your support listening every single week it's just it means the world to me so we're at 150 we're gonna keep on going as always before we get started please remember that nothing that you hear on this podcast should be considered medical advice or otherwise please always consult your medical team before making any changes to your diabetes management and I want to add one more disclaimer here that I typically don't add but this episode is going to be controversial I think. Um, so, I just want to add this and say that this is my personal opinion. This has nothing to do with anything that uh, maybe your doctor told you or hasn't told you or friends, family members. This is my personal opinion, this topic. So, let's just get right into this. This is going to be a short episode because this is uh, something that's been on my mind. Let's give me, let me give you some backstory here. I was talking to a... Uh, I want to say newly diabetic uh, the other week or last week. Um, and when I say newly diabetic, to me, that means you're pretty much uh, less than 12 months in, right? There's a lot of information coming at you within the first three months, the first six months. And then you're trying to take that information from the first six months and really trying to hone in on what your management style Is going to look like over the next maybe five to ten years. So I was talking to this individual, and uh, they expressed some emotions. I will say about diabetes and how they're really sad and upset they uh, were diagnosed. Obviously, of course, we we all go through that at diagnosis, and they asked me a question or they, they made a statement per se, They didn't ask me a question, but they, uh, they made a statement that made me think about this. And I had to think about this from my own perspective, from their perspective, from my own perspective of what I went through when I was a young kid, uh, my perspective of what I was going through when I was actually diagnosed. And they made a statement that they feel like they were, di- they were diagnosed and it's their fault. It's their fault that they were diagnosed. My initial reaction, my initial reaction was, well, what are you talking about? No, of course, it's not your fault. It's not any of our fault that we're diagnosed with diabetes. And, and ultimately, that is, I believe that is the right answer. It's not our fault. However, and here's the controversial part. However, the things that I have learned about myself and the things that I have learned about uh, my past And the things that I have learned about diabetes um, and the triggers that could possibly happen because we know that for the most part, we know that diabetes is caused by some type of trigger. Whatever that trigger is, either it's a virus, maybe it's stress, maybe it's a physical thing, maybe you're just worn down. Whatever the trigger is, there's some type of trigger that triggers your autoimmune response to attack your beta cells and start killing off beta cells. That's how we, that's what we think, I believe. So when I thought about this and I thought about these different triggers, I always go back to food just from the nature of who I am, the nature of what I believe in, the nature of what, you know, America's food system, because I'm pretty much in America and the nature of America's food system and and really the planet. Of the planet's food system. There are amazing places all over the world that serve really good, healthy food. And then there's places that are amazing around the world that serve really, really bad for you food. And I believe that food is part of the culprit with autoimmune diseases. I believe that food is part of the culprit for a lot of the conditions and diseases that were, that are coming up nowadays. It's not the only thing. And, and I'm not here to say that food is the only trigger, it's the main trigger for diabetes because I don't think that is. I think there's a combination of so many things that happen in someone's life that could possibly trigger diabetes. Um, and also to say that, also to say with that is this whole genetics thing, like, oh, it's a genetic disorder, like, you know, you're at higher risk if um, if it's in your genes. And I believe that. You are at higher risk, but that doesn't mean that you're going to automatically get diabetes. It doesn't mean that, you know, your uh, older brother got, you know, diagnosed with diabetes as a teen and you're five or six or seven and, oh, you're screwed. That, that, that's not what that means. It just means that you have a higher risk. It mean And it means that you have to be more diligent as the parent and you have to be more diligent as the young Uh, teen, young person, uh, depending obviously how old you are and what your maturity level is with that stuff, but you have to be more diligent on trying to live a healthy lifestyle, which is what we all should be doing in the first place, regardless if we have diabetes or not. So it it really made me think, when I heard this statement, it really made me think about the emotions that we go through. I, I was... I was automatically triggered back to emotions that I had when I was first diagnosed. I mean, I've told the story before of, you know, being diagnosed for my family practitioner. Um, And basically without not given any really education about what uh, diabetes is, I'm handed in in a 70-30 at this time, a 70-30 insulin pen and a glucose monitor. I was told, take this many units of of insulin before bed and in the morning, and that was it. That was literally the education I got. And I'm not the only one that goes through something like that, and I know I'm not. So the emotions that I had because I had no education, no support, nothing. The emotions that I had, the first thing I thought about, the very first thing I thought about for the very first shot that I had to give myself and granted I will add this because this is this still baffles me. I went to my doctor at in the middle of the afternoon. And I believe they gave me some insulin in the office. I can't remember um but I think they did. I can't imagine they wouldn't. They gave me some insulin in the office, but then I had to take one in, uh, another shot in the evening. The first time I ever gave myself a shot. My mom was asleep, my brother was asleep. This was probably nine ten o'clock at night, and I'm sitting there in tears, saying to myself, "Why is this my life? Is this my life? How did this happen to me?" All these crazy emotions, and I know I'm not the only one that goes through these emotions, and and I, and I want, I want this episode to to if you are going through different emotions, whether you're newly diagnosed or whether you're struggling with emotions and you've been diagnosed for years, I want you to. Give yourself grace because this is not an easy disease. It isn't. When you figure out what works for you, it becomes easier. But there's still tons of roller coasters. There's still things that happen day by day, every single day. And I want to, I want you to give yourself some grace and tell yourself that, no, it's not your fault that you became diabetic because there's so many things that could, could go into that. Even, even to the extent of you were... Uh, doing everything possible you could nutrition wise, exercise wise, whatever it is, you still could have potentially got it because we just don't know what the triggers are. We don't really know what the triggers are. I believe the latter of, you know, if you are le- living a really, really healthy lifestyle with very little processed foods, getting great, um, uh, getting tons of whole foods and lots of protein and like, and doing the things you're supposed to be doing, the things that we know we should be doing, not drinking a bunch of coffee not you know just doing the things and i say coffee i mean like with tons of sugar and i don't mean black coffee doing things that we know we should be doing every single day i think if you are doing that stuff the the chances of you getting diagnosed with diabetes are very slim that's just what i believe um that doesn't mean it's not going to happen so i think that it's it's an important As I was, as I'm sitting down and thinking about, as I was sitting down and thinking about what I wanted to talk talk, talk about today, I, I, this really came to the surface for me because I know I dealt with this emotion very strongly and multiple times throughout my journey is, you know, like, was this really my fault? Could have, could I have prevented this? Maybe I could have, I don't know but I'm not going to dwell on the past when I can't control what happened in the past. I'm going to, all I can do is put my foot down and move forward. And that's all you can do. All you can do is put your foot down, move forward, learn from, uh, everyone around you. Learn from this podcast, learn from your friends, learn from your medical team, learn from social media, learn how to be the best diabetic you can, according to what your belief of what that is, is because you hear all this time, oh, be, be, let's be a great diabetic, or let's be someone that it lives and thrives with diabetes. But what the hell does that mean? What does that mean to that individual, right? Because if my A1, if I'm firstly first diagnosed and my A1 C's 10 or above, whatever, whatever it is, something crazy, well, to, in my thought process, someone that's doing the things that they need to do, they can potentially get their A1C at like a 6.5, 6, or even lower. That's what I believe you can potentially do. If you are doing the things and you've built your five pillars the way you want and the way you can, I think you can get your A1C as low as you possibly want. But going from 10 to 6.5, that's not good for your system, that's not good for your body, so it has to be a, a slow trend um, bringing those sugar levels down. And some people, they're diagnosed, they have a high A1c, and then all of a sudden they change up uh, what they're doing. They get some insulin and, and they're good. Now they've got a 6.5 A1c. They've got a 6.3, a 6.1, a, a 5.7, whatever it is. And they're able to sustain that. That's amazing. But everyone can't do that. So don't think that just because someone tells you, like, oh, you're noncompliant or, oh, you need to do better. Like, I hear that all the time from doctors, like, this person needs to do better or you need to do better. I'm just like, what are you talking about? I'm doing the best that I can right now with the, with the information that I have. So I want you to give yourself grace and I want you to know and, and, and believe that what happened to you is not your fault. And I also want you to, to take a look at your lifestyle, at what you are doing in your lifestyle. Are you exercising? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you super stressed out? Because those, those things are triggers for blood sugar uh, spikes. All of those. And then on top of that, we've got the nutrition piece. And the nutrition piece is, like, like I could do five episodes on nutrition. I could do five hour long episodes on just nutrition because it is that complex, but it doesn't have to be. And I think if you look at what you're doing, you'll realize like, yeah, I've got some, I've got some gaps that I could work on in my, in, in my eating habits, whether that's nutrient timing, whether that's the quality of the food that you're consuming, whether that is uh, getting the right amount of foods in terms of macronutrients after exercise, before exercise, or eating breakfast. Um, there's just so many things that we could dive into with nutrition. And, and as I continue to evolve as a coach, whether that's diabetes, whether that's fitness, whether that's nutrition, as I continue to evolve, nutrition is one of the missing links to diabetes success, I believe it's one of the missing links. I think there's there's multiple links in the chain, but I think nutrition is something that we can really control our blood sugars with. Because if we're eating wholesome foods and we're not getting a bunch of processed foods, we're not getting a, eating a bunch of high glycemic foods in one sitting. We don't. We're just not going to have tons of insulin spikes. And then on top of that, you're doing all the other things you should be doing, like pre bolusing and. You know, making sure you're actually counting your carbs and getting enough insulin and you know, all the all the things that we know we should be doing that sometimes we don't. I'm hundred percent guilty of that as well. So as I end today I told you it was gonna be small or a uh, not small, but I told you it was gonna be a short episode. Again, you being diagnosed with diabetes, whether you're newly diagnosed or you've been you've had diabetes for years. It's not your fault. And if you're not in the right mind frame and you don't have a great relationship with diabetes, that's the first thing I want you to tell yourself. It is not your fault. You, and and not and I don't want you to dwell on the past. It doesn't matter. It does, what happens in the past does not matter because you can't control it. You can only control what you, go, what you do moving forward. So thank you so much for listening. If this is something that hit home for you, if this is valuable for you, and if you want to learn more, please reach out to me. Connect with me on social. Uh, Reach out to me. There's links in the show notes for discovery calls. It's just chat. There's links in the show notes for coaching programs. My door is always open. You do not have to do this alone. And I hope you are not. I hope you have people behind you that are more than just your family members and your friends. If you have family members that are diabetic, that's a different story. But if you don't have family members and friends that are diabetic, then you need to widen your scope, widen and, and build your inner circle and in, be, to be be bigger. Because you need people in your inner circle that are diabetic, or at least live with diabetes, or maybe... A, Is or are a caregiver of someone living with diabetes. Those individuals are going to be people that are going to be very supportive in our journey and people we can learn from. So, thank you so much for listening. Please share this episode with somebody that you believe is going to get some value out of it. Um, I really appreciate everyone continuing to tune in every single week. We're going to keep this train going for as long as I can do this. I mean, I don't see myself stopping, so I'm excited. It's going to be great. So thank you so much for listening and I will talk to everyone next week.